You're listening to the Slumber Party Podcast with your host, Amanda Jusen, a mum of two girls, a child and infant sleep expert, and general sleep lover. If you're a tired parent who is desperate for answers or just someone who loves sleep, this podcast was created just for you. Each episode is packed full of tips and tricks to help you maintain your sanity as well as your social life during the early stages of parenthood. So grab your headphones, it's time to get comfy. Christy reached out to me as a former client who we we worked together when her baby was around four months old and things were supremely awesome. Um, but Atlee turned 11 months old and started protesting naps, started protesting night times, and we started to see some early mornings. So this is a great example of when things change, get off track. Um, we really need to adjust some things to to make sure that baby's development is also being considered. So Christy and I have a great chat on how to get back on track, some things to think about, and some troubleshooting issues that you can do if you're having issues with your kids. Enjoy. Christy, are you there? Yes. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. How is Atlee? He is adorable. <laughs> He's one. I know. It's crazy. Do you know what days ago. I did a little um a little intro video before you called and I was like, yeah, at least eight months because it just in my mind it couldn't have been that long. And then I was looking at all of my notes in your file and I was like, oh, he is one. I can't yeah. believe it. That's so crazy. Time went by so quickly. Oh my god, he's a person now. Yeah. <laughs> Big personality. So, I was telling everybody um, prior to this that you are a former client. We worked together. I actually did an in-home consultation with you mm-hmm. um, and your lovely, charming husband. And uh, we were we did an in-home, and Ali was a champion. And literally, like, what, by week two, we didn't really have that much to talk about? By week one, <laughs> we didn't have much to talk about. It was so good. I was like, Hi. Do you still need me? <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, you, I wanted to have you on the podcast uh, mostly because I think that um, your problem is a, a pretty common one. Uh, people will sleep train. Things are awesome. And then there's generally like a big life change or like travel. In your case, it was a move. And things are kind of off balance and off kilter now. And I, I think this happens a lot. It happens a lot with clients. Um, and I just wanted to have you on to kind of talk about your problems specifically, and then let's do a deep dive on some strategies to get you on back, back on track. Excuse me. Okay. All right. So jump in, tell me what happened. What did you do? (laughs) So for until he was 11 months, perfect sleeper, seven to seven, two naps that weren't bad. Like he dropped down to two naps. Um, And then about a month ago, he woke up 30 minutes earlier. And then the next week, it was another 30 minutes earlier. And that continued till he hit 5 a.m., which is a bit much for us. Uh, And then it's descended into nap time. So like some naps will go down okay, but some he'll cry for a good 30 minutes just to take a 30 to one hour nap. Um, And that's kind of where we're ending up. Uh, Sometimes if we leave him at 5 a.m. to cry for like a half an hour, he'll go back Mm -hmm. to sleep until 7. 
but okay. he will not do it without crying for like 20 minutes to a half an hour. Okay. I'm taking out my, my notebook now to do math. Okay. So talk to me a little bit. Tell me what time bedtime is. Seven. And he loves seven. Okay. And he goes down no problem at bed. Usually. Usually. What's it been like in the last week? Um, he, I'd say it's 50, 50, like 50% of the time he cried for 20 minutes. The other half of the time he went like straight to bed. Okay. Then he gets up at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. And what time is first nap? Uh, usually 10. 10 a.m. Okay. And he's crying for 20 minutes there. Yeah. 20 minutes. Okay. Then second nap. What time is second nap? I usually do it three and a half hours after he gets up because his nap times kind of vary how long they are. Okay. All right. So, uh, and usually how long is the nap? The morning nap is usually an hour. The afternoon is 30 minutes to an hour, depending on the day. Okay. Okay. And three and a half hours is the max you've been going right now? Yeah. Unless we're like out and about and he crashes in the car. Okay. Okay. All right, so um, let me see here. Okay, so then da 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 da. Okay, so what time? So second, so say let's ten. He wakes up at eleven, twelve, one, two. So about two thirty is nap two, yeah. Yeah, roughly, and then bed at seven. Okay, mm-hmm. and he's getting about roughly one and a half to two hours per day. Yeah. Okay, so then. Talk to me about so 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 far I'm um I have some ideas but before we go into that a big thing that I like to do with my clients is just to make sure that there's no help to sleep. And so for those listening what I mean by help to sleep is anything that could be existing that is uh helping lulling making them drowsy. So if we go back to episode 1 where I talk about uh what, how we kind of screw ourselves into that four month regression by helping to sleep. So when your baby is a newborn, we have to help them to sleep, right? We're shushing, patting, doing all that stuff. Um, and then, you know, when we do that, um, it means that when they are falling asleep or when they want to connect to sleep cycle overnight or through a nap, they would prefer to have that help to sleep at that time. So then sometimes what can happen is like, um, we accidentally are starting to be like, meh, like maybe it's okay that I feed, you know, five minutes before a nap. And then maybe it's okay that I'm rocking a little bit. So is there anything that could be lulling him, shushing him and getting him into that stage one of sleep? And if that doesn't make sense to you guys, go back and listen to the, my very first episode and it will. But anything that could be getting him drowsy right now. Okay. One thing was that my husband started singing him a lullaby right before we put him in the crib. But I don't know if that counts. I don't think that's super scary. Okay. Like, he does he stay with him until he falls asleep? Oh, no. Definitely not. Okay. okay. That's okay. That's that's fine no. for a routine. Um, does he cry more when the lullaby isn't sung? Like, it, it, if it's not happening during the day? I think he does, actually. Okay. 
I think it like tells him it's nap time because we don't have a lot of routine. Right. Because you just, might want to. Sorry, go ahead. He always kind of hated the routine when we tried to do it at first. So we kind yeah. of just gone ahead with no routine. Okay. Okay. So no, I mean, that's not super, that shouldn't be the thing, but you know, one thing that we could do is kind of firm up a nice nap time routine. So something quick, five minutes, um, really that could be diaper change, read, read like good night moon or something even shorter if you have it. Um, and then pop them down. And then maybe if we can't do the lully, lully, (laughs) if we can't do the lullaby for every situation, if it's not something that we can produce and we, suspect that it might be something that could be something that we eliminate from night and day and just replace it with something really consistent mm-hmm. that both mom and dad can do. Mm-hmm. So we could do that. Okay. So let's look at your timing for the day. Um, the other thing that before we jump into your timing, talk to me about what leap Atlee is in right now, or do you know? Oh, I have no idea. Okay. So actually, you know, this is a really good thing that I want to talk about as well, because you're at the 12 month time. And I get a lot of clients who call me at 12 months and they're like, you know what? My baby is rejecting all the naps. I don't think that they want two naps. I'm going to put them onto one nap. And so, uh, you know, a lot of kids are on one nap at 12 months because they're in daycare. Is Atlee in daycare right now? Or is he heading? Okay. We have three more months before he goes to daycare. Okay, perfect. So a lot of kids are there. I mean, the risk of transitioning him to one nap too early means early morning wakings. It can also mean um, like just really a general overtiredness until he gets it together. So early mornings, lots of protests. It's kind of crappy. So I would hold out as long as you can. How long has this problem been occurring for you? Um, it started at the beginning. It's like a month. One month. Okay. So that's a considerable amount of time. The other thing that I like to remind clients of is that, you know, if it's a leap behavior thing, it's probably like a five day to maximum two week issue, and then it should resolve itself. But this is, this has been going on for quite some time. So I bet this has more to do with probably some developmental stuff as well as some timing things that we can shift for him. So, okay. What I would say is I think that we might need to, uh, I think what's happening at the 10 a.m. time, if he's getting up at five, um, we're, I'm assuming that you are going off, assuming he's getting up at six, right? We we always want to start our day from six because if baby is having early morning, early morning, and we keep calculating the wake window from, Uh, you know, the time they wake, their body will continually wake at that time. Mm -hmm. At the 5 a.m. time, is there anything, are there any lights going on, feedings happening, anything like that? No, we've avoided it because we're kind of tired. So we end up leaving the lights off anyways and stuff. We do respond to him. And and what about like any screens when he wakes up, any like bottle or boob immediately upon waking? Um, Some days if we're really desperate, he'll get the boob. Okay. So I would just make sure that obviously you're going to feed him whatever way you choose, but maybe not immediately. We're just Mm going to wait five or 10 minutes. So we're not rewarding the wake. Okay. So the 10 a.m. nap, I'm not super worried about, but at a year, I'm wondering if he needs a longer wake window of maybe like a solid four hours. And it does seem inconsequential, 
inconsequential. Don't ask me to talk past 5 p.m. I swear I can't do it. Um, it does seem consequential, inconsequential, but really even 15 minutes can make all the difference for you. Um, so I would even look at uh, like your your first morning wake window seems okay to me. Um, the protest of 20 minutes, I'm wondering if that's coinciding with his early mornings where he has to be up for five hours. So maybe on those days where he's woken up a little bit early, um, I would I would probably make his nap time maybe like 9.30, 9.45. Nothing huh. crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I think your first morning is probably good. That's also where you're getting your best nap. So then after that, if he's doing the hour, I would wait your full four hours in the afternoon. And then you're going to push him a little bit to maybe like a 3, 3.30 nap. And then I would like a really long wake window before bed. Okay. Maybe even four to five hours and you know four four and a half hours this is where like I hate being super prescriptive because it also insinuates that like this is going to go for everyone right so like all of my parents who have a a one-year-old who are listening to this podcast episode are right now being like okay it's five hour wake window what I'm asking you to do is push the wake window to a time where it's not super uncomfortable, but where we may be getting results. I would say at the very max, it would be five hours. Some babies are five hours. Maybe for at least four and a half hours. I don't know. But I want you to do some pushing for that last wake window. Most babies can do a longer wake window in their last wake um, in their last stretch. Uh, and because they're faced with about you know, 12, you know, 10 to 12 hours of sleep. That's also, he's getting to the point where I think that probably 7 p.m. is too early. Okay. Because he's, he's a year. So he's probably only got about 10, 11 hours of sleep in him, which he's getting. Okay. And then he's up at five. So I think we just need a way to kind of push out the day a little bit. So to make that bedtime a little bit later, don't rush that. Don't pop him into bed at eight o'clock tomorrow. That'll probably be too hard for him. I would do this in 15 minute increments every three days. So move him to, um, you know, maybe 7.15. I, I, and you're going to do the same with your wake windows as well. So push that out about 15 minutes for every three days until you're at a spot that you're seeing some results. And then while you're doing this, I want you to be really patient because it's hard to be patient when we're making these <laughs> transitions. Um, because what we're, we're trying to do is we're, we're switching up his body clock a little bit, right? So for him, he's been up at five and his body wants to do things at five. So he might continue to get up at five and go to bed at eight for a little while. That's actually going to create a little bit of sleep debt for him that hopefully within like two weeks, he's going to pay back through a stretch until six at least. So hopefully we can get you a little bit later. Um, That's where I would start off with right now. So step one, I'm going to go through this all with you again. So step one, we're going to firm up that that routine for you. Okay, we're going to firm it up nicely. We're going to make sure that it's beautiful. It's something that everyone can do and that for Atlee, it's familiar. So you're not you know, essentially screwed when dad's at work and you can't sing this amazing lullaby or dad only does it at nighttime. 
You know what I mean? And then we have something that he really understands. I don't want to take the lullaby away. I kind of think that's <laughs> But maybe we just have a very um, consistent routine for the day. So that's step one. Okay. Step two, we're going to extend the wake windows to four hours during the day. We're going to keep that first wake window the same. Um, maybe on early days, we do a 9.30, 9.45 nap time instead. So for the second one, after he has his good nap, we're going to give him four hours. We're not going to rush into that. We're going to do that by 15 minutes for every three days. Okay. And if you get to like only... 30 minutes or like you've only had to extend 15 minutes and your next nap is an hour stop until you have to move ahead again. Okay. Okay. Then I want you to do the same for bedtime, anywhere from a four to five hour wake window before bed. Again, playing with that 15 minute increment before you go to bed. So you're going to do that until you find that I would, I'm going to be aiming for like an eight, eight 30 bedtime, depending on what your naps look like. And then hopefully that will get us to six within two to four weeks. So when we're doing these sort of shifts for the morning, Mm -hmm. it takes a while. So if you think about, um, like daylight savings. Daylight savings is such a good example. When we're going to uh, spring forward, we lose an hour of sleep. And it takes the average person two to four weeks to really figure out their life after that. Um, So I would... um, I would just be conscious of that because I, I know I and maybe I'm giving myself a little counseling because when I had babies, uh, I'd be like, okay, I did this thing. It didn't work. And that sucks. And everything sucks. And my baby's going to be up at five. Um, be, be very patient about that. And, and remember this conversation okay. <laughs> <laughs> that it can take time. Um, how's that? How are we feeling about that so far? Yeah, we're getting there. Awesome. And how's the new house any any sort of like do you think this is at all related to your big change? No, no, he definitely settled into the routine like after we'd moved. Uh so right. that's so good. Yeah. So he, he was able to jump right back in. Yeah. In he was a life. he was a little fussy for the first week or two and then he was fine. Okay, amazing. That's so yeah. lucky. Um, I always like to have a disclaimer and this doesn't, I'm not, um, again, I'm counseling myself. This is a thought I had about talking, giving advice for myself. Um, Chrissy, you're a really chilled out person. So I'm not actually (laughs) worried about this for you, but sometimes when we have these early morning wakes or naps that aren't working, um, clients tend to panic and then they're like, things are working. Why isn't it happening? What's happening? What's going on? And I think sometimes it's that energy that holds our kids back. So when I'm talking to clients, I always use the excuse uh, or not excuse the, the story of my daughters who, you know, my husband and I want to go on a date in the evening and we'll be like, okay, we're going to go on this date and it's going to be so awesome. And we're not going to tell our kids and we're going to go after they fall asleep. Because if we tell them, they'll be like, no, I don't want to go. And they'll play games and all this stuff. So then, you know, fast forward to like an hour before bed and my daughter will just look at me and be like, where are you going? And I haven't said anything. We haven't talked about anything, but clear. I'm just putting out some juju that I'm leaving and something's happening. 
So when we put in this extra pressure and energy um, to our kids for any sort of transition or early morning or like fall asleep, I do think that there's something there. There's always something there. When I have a client who really, really, really wants to make it happen, the baby doesn't let go until the parent has let go. And once the parent has said, you know what, I fine, forget it. I'm fine with 30 minute naps. The next day that baby sleeps for an hour and a half. Like I, it always happens and I can't bottle this up and I can't like, maybe I should write a thesis on this because I, it happens so much in my work. Um, and I understand how these transitions can be very frustrating, but just if you are listening and this is you slash Amanda Jusen, this is, was Amanda Jusen. Um, Please know that uh, your kids feel everything. If you want them, if you're pressuring them to do something, they will not do it. They feel that pressure. They don't like it. They will, if anything, um, Janet Lansbury, who's a great parenting expert, she talks about like kids feeling um like just just wait for this, and maybe you're experiencing this now, Christy. But your kid will be two, and they'll slap you in the face, and it's like the most jarring and horrible experience because you want to slap them back, but obviously you're not going to because you're not a monster. Um, but you're like, don't do that, and your kid sees that, like, ooh, there's something like. They're flicking the wound a little bit. They're like, what's this? What's going on? What's happening? I want to experiment. And they slap you again. And you're like, oh, my God. So then then there's this, now there's a thing, right? And so your kid is not getting uh, uh, the reaction that they want, but they're feeling that there's something that they want to experiment with and play with and know about. Um, and I think that really relates to sleep and my experience with my clients as well. So there's another part two of a lesson you didn't ask for, Christy, but you got it anyway. <laughs> he's already doing that. Okay, so you're seeing it. In what ways? Oh, he's a bit of like a hitter and like throw things on the ground and then look at you and smile. Of course, of course. I love that. And you're like, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a lot of energy. Oh, yeah, I know. Well, look, you're doing amazing. I'm glad that you reached out. I want you to re reach back out to me in one to two weeks um, with a little bit of an update. Um, and I want to know how things are going and we can make any adjustments that we need to make if we need to. Perfect. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you so much, Christy. Thank you for sharing everything. Thank you. All right. See you later. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Slumber Party. If you're ready to help your little one get the sleep that they need and get your nights back while you're at it, make sure to check out Amanda's signature DIY sleep training courses or work with her directly. For more details, head over to babiesbestsleep.com. Don't forget to hit subscribe, like and review. Happy sleeping, everyone. <laughs>